Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. But first, let's go to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and talk to my, uh, my partner, my pal, John Costco of Pro Football Focus. What's going on, man? Hey, G. Bush. How you doing? Hey, you man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, man. Back up and moving. Uh, how was the Christmas for you and the family? It was great, you know. We had a good good dinner. The kids opened up a lot of presents. They had a fun time, and you know, it c- can't be spoiled by a, a single game that you weren't expected to win in the first place. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Low expectations will always just say, oh, "Okay, let's just go ahead and uh, let me go get some seconds, and uh, I, you know, get ready to go to bed." So, uh, you know, th- that's always one thing and one positive about your expectation levels with the Browns. Uh, speaking of, in terms of that football game, when you watched that football game uh, yesterday, what are some things that 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 really jumped out to you? Uh, I thought on a positive note, because people always say you're not know, so negative. I thought the uh, I thought the offensive line played really well. I thought uh, the the uh, I thought Nick Harris did well. I thought Blake Hands played well. I, I thought uh, you know Batonio and, and, and Teller uh, actually played well in, in the running game. Dearness Johnson and, and Nick Chubb looked really great. What did you take away that are, were, were positives from this this game? Yeah, um, this was the best um, running game that they've had in a long time. Um, obviously, they they've struggled. They struggled against the Ravens both games. Uh, they're struggling against the Patriots, and and really this this hadn't looked like a, a a good offense since the Cincinnati game, and and they they basically showed that yesterday. Um, outside of like the Baker Mayfield interceptions, like this offense was really clicking on a down for down basis, and it felt like the, the play calling was pretty solid for the most part, and the offensive line you know did well. And you look at like Joel Batonio at left tackle, like he's he's been phenomenal having to shift out there, which is a that's a big transition. Um, and it doesn't matter who you're, who you're blocking out there. And um, Rashawn Gary, he was having to handle, uh, you know, for a lot of the game yesterday. So this offensive line, you know, I think the, the replacements they put in there, Blake Hans and Michael Dunn, um, they, they struggled a bit in, in pass protection. But, you know, I think the, for the most part, though, they, you know, they, they blocked it up pretty well in the run game. And when you're averaging over eight yards a carry, I mean, that's, that's a good, good job by your offensive line. And then Nick Chubb and, and Dearness Johnson, a really good job, uh, you know, finding those holes and, and making everything worth it. Uh, on the defensive side of the football, I thought uh, in the fourth quarter, the defense played, you know, really well. You look at the two, th- uh, three and outs, they got back to back. They consistently gave the ball back to the offense. There was a time during uh, the first half where they held them to some field goals where a touchdown would have been devastating. Uh, I thought the defense played pretty well, uh, especially on the back end. Devontae Adams got got off a little bit. But other than that, uh, they held, held Aaron Jones and, and Dylan uh, to some respectable numbers on the ground, but they didn't get torched. 
Yeah, um, I think they, they – I'm not a huge fan of how the game plan was operated in the first half when, you, when you're matching up uh, Devontae Adams with uh, Richard LeConte, <laughs> you know, rookie safety. I mean, to me, that didn't make any sense how, you, how you'd ever manufacture that and a zero blitz. And then the fact that you're trying to zero blitz Aaron Rodgers um, <laughs> is, a, is a recipe for disaster, but they really turned it on in that second half. Like you said, um, after the Baker interception, you know, inside two minutes, they held him to just a field goal there. And then they came out of the half and just essentially didn't give up anything and, um, you know, forced him to a couple of three and outs. Um, and just kind of shut down Rodgers. And, you know, maybe part of that was because of Rodgers' uh, toe injury and stuff, but they, they really didn't need to force the issue, and, and the Browns, you know, were able to let the, the offense try to come back and, and win that, and they, were, they definitely did enough to, to win that game, especially in the second half, and, um, you know, especially when you're thinking Miles Garrett is not 100% at all. Um, he was mostly a non-factor in this game on, you know, for the fact that his groin injury clearly was, uh, you know, hampering him, but, uh, this, this team really kind of stepped it up on the defenses and, and when they didn't have, they weren't hundred percent healthy and they didn't have all their guys back because of, you know, injuries and COVID stuff. Talking to John Costco of uh, pro football focus on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Talked about some good stuff. Now let's get to the obvious bad stuff. Uh, Baker Mayfield, four interceptions, uh, you know, and a couple of those interceptions are in your own territory, uh, you know, after getting an opportunity to move the ball a little bit and turning the ball over in the red zone. A couple of the throws were, I mean, the one throw, he just he just throwing off his back foot, um, didn't get enough on it. Uh, guys, you know, are undercutting his routes. And to be truthful, he threw four interceptions, but it could have been six or seven. He almost threw an interception on a two-point conversion. They dropped it. They dropped two more interceptions that were right in their hands, uh, you know, during the game as well. Uh, what do you what do you make of the, the situation with Baker Mayfield, and why did he struggle so much yesterday uh, with the Packers? Um, you know, you know, what's interesting is that the, the the first interception he had was a you know everybody wants to complain about that with the. Uh, you know, the illegal contact or the holding or something like that on, on Donovan Blue Jones. But when he decided to let that go, he's deciding to let that go into tight double coverage um, instead of throwing to the, the deep over route that mm-hmm. Sean Higgins was wide open. Wide open. Um, and so it's a it's bad decision making in that regard. Um, when you when you talk about his, his next interception, which was down in the red zone where he overthrew Jarvis Landry, that was that was an overthrow with bad you know bad technique of. Uh, and mechanics that he's trying to throw off his back foot because he was panicked in the pocket. Um, and then, you know, another, the other one to, to Jarvis on that, that rail, route, the wheel right there, he, he underthrew it and forced the throw, right? So mis, misreading the coverage and trying to fit it into where there was no window. Um, and then the last one, you know, you can talk about is that, that one is the one questionable one with, with the referees not, um, you know, relying on the referees to, to, uh, you know, make the correct call there. But Baker, um, has basically just kind of shown like, a, like how I went over those those interceptions is that it's a mixture of inaccuracy and then also bad decision making. And when he's if he's not accurate, which is his calling card, um, you know he's still going to make these questionable, questionable decision making. Uh, you know, has dis- questionable decision process. So what? Where? Where is there the upside with him when he's not accurate and he's making bad decisions? Is that there is none? Um, and you know, can you chalk up the, the inaccuracies because of his, all of his injuries this year, and so he's not able to have sound mechanics on a consistent basis? 
maybe, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that like you have to understand what it is you can and cannot do in the NFL. You know, you can't throw it to double coverage. You can't um, you can't miss wide open receivers and and try to torque and throw throw everything you've got into every single ball. And you know that that's kind of like the, the the story for Baker Mayfield this year is that he's. He's not understanding what his limitations are because of the injuries, and he's trying to force too many things and making too many bad decisions because of it. And then he can't make it up with uh, good decisions and good accuracy. He might have good decisions, but then his accuracy is, is poor, and it leads to mistakes. So, it's it's when you have a roller coaster of a season like this, everything gets magnified. I don't think Baker Mayfield is as bad of a quarterback as he's shown you know this year in terms of his level of play, but. I think you you have to understand where it is that he's at. Like, in, you know, I was tweeting in the game last night that Case Keenum would have been a better option in yesterday's game because of how bad Baker Mayfield was playing. Like, his Baker's highs are are incredibly high. Right, you can get elite level play out of him, but when it's bad, you get something that looks like that, which ends the game for you and, and basically loses you the game. Uh, was this game worse? I, I always go back and I try to chart these games. Um, as far as the performance goes, I think one of the worst games I've seen him play was last year at Pittsburgh. Was this game worse than that, that game at Pittsburgh, or or no. or do you think it was or or the New England game this year? It was. It wasn't the worst game he's played this year, and I know that it's it's highlighted by just the four interceptions. But I think in between those interceptions, he was actually making some good throws and some good plays. Uh, didn't ha- you know he had to drop a big time throw to Donald Peoples Jones? Uh, you know that was then preceded by a couple of, of sacks that he took that really bad. But I think, you know, you look at the Patriots game this year, that was far worse. Um, the, and that one was, that one was like really bad because when you talk about his interceptions that he had uh, in that one, those were, were absolutely backbreaking, right? Like the, the pick, the pick six, well, not a pick six, but he basically was like a pick six where it got taken down to the five yard line. That's an, that's a really, really bad uh, interception to have. Um, and then was just largely inaccurate and made a lot of bad decisions in that one. There was like no good play that was sprinkled out throughout the game where the, the offense was still able to drive down the field and put points on the board. He wasn't able to do that at all in that game. Um, and at least in this game, he was able to do that. So uh, this game was, was, you know, obviously one of the worst ones, but not nor as bad as that one, nor the Steelers game last year, in, in my opinion, and also in PFF grade where PFF grade would, would indicate that the Steelers game and the Patriots games were the two worst ones of his career. Um, and this this Packers game would be more a, a bottom ten type game for him. Um, let me let me ask you this question, and I'm, I'm gonna try to set it up um, the best I can. When you when you look at Nick Chubb, uh, you look at the running game, you look at Dearness Johnson, you look at a team that got 200 yards on the ground, and we know what the Browns you know can be as far as being an elite. When you have the offensive line. Uh, the way that they're able to run the football. We don't even have Kareem Hunt. And, and so you got your third string back comes in and gives you some really great runs. On, on third and 10, he gets you 30. Uh, you know, how, 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 what kind of luxury is that? Um, we see that the Cleveland Browns are an elite team running the football. But it's just completely disheartening to see that you, you're getting 200 on the ground. You've gotten big days from Nick Chubb. You've gotten big days from Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson. And you still have lost. You lost those games. So my thought process is this. Um, you know, given the fact that you look at the AFC, you look at Justin Herbert, you look at Mac Jones, you look at uh, – uh, uh, you, you got Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, you got Josh Allen in that mix. 
You got all these new young guys. Joe Burrow is in that mix. All these young guys in the AFC. And these guys looked the part. They throw the numbers. And, and if you give them the ball with too much time, you're going to lose. Do you believe Baker Mayfield at quarterback can win you football games and get you to a Super Bowl given the climate of what we got? Um. You know, based on the evidence that we've seen this year, you'd say no, because this is the most talented the Browns have had, uh, you know, from an overall roster standpoint. Um, yeah, there's been injuries and stuff like that, but I would say that based on this year, you'd say no. And, and it's more of not a talent standpoint. I think Baker Mayfield's talent is, when healthy, is, is really good. Um, and there's a reason why he went number one overall. Like, he's got the talent, but when it comes to being an NFL quarterback, it's all about the neck up. And we've seen his attitude in terms of like, you know, not just looking the part on the field, but then looking the part in, in post-game press conferences or, you know, how you, how you conduct yourself on a daily basis. And, you know, he's, he's insulting, um, you know, teammates or former teammates or whatever. He's been refusing to have a press conference after, after even a win, just because you played poorly, didn't go and shake hands. Um, you know, I, I, and I, I get like that's, you know, part of it is like, oh, it's a competitive nature and stuff like that. But at the same time, like having a, a an attitude that when things are bad um, and it consistently, if they're consistently bad, being able to try to bring your team and elevate your whole team and rally your team. And all we've getting this year is like turmoil. Um, and you get teams, you get teammates that are watching the game and actively saying to run the ball instead of the pass it because they understand that like your quarterback can't pass it right now. So it's like it's division, dividing of the team. and it's, I wouldn't even say it's an on-field play thing for Baker Mayfield because it's hard to even really judge that right now because of his, of his injuries, but it's a neck-up thing and it's more of an attitude thing and how, how you conduct yourself when, when the chips are have fallen and you're, you're down. Um, when everything is high and mighty and good like you saw last year, you know, there's obviously no issues, right, because it's everything winning cures all. But I think you really kind of show the character of, of a player when – when things aren't going well and this year obviously things aren't going well and all that we get is turmoil out of that building and it's you know it originates from that quarterback you have a press you have an interview with kurt warner and you talk about internal turmoil like why would you know bill belichick's the head coach he's you know he's benching that guy like he's telling that guy like you like you're not allowed to talk about that that type of stuff like everything we have that goes on in this building stays in this building and if you have issues with me then we can talk about them but um, that just doesn't you just, that doesn't fly in, in terms of like what you want out of your your NFL quarterback and um, when if things are healthy and never, everybody's you know hunky dory he looks like the part but um, you have to be able to ride the bad to to and elevate above it and he doesn't do that. Last question here, really quickly. Um, when you look at Coach Kevin Stefanski, it looks like uh, you know I said it earlier this year the honeymoon was over. Um, there's you know there's been a, a large a group of people that have had a problem. Um, you know, with the play calling or or the lack of downfield throws or the creativity in offense. Um, you, you, when you look at this offense and you look at the coaching staff, if the Browns do not make the playoffs uh, this year, which it looks like they probably won't unless a miracle happens with the other teams uh, later on today, but do you think there will be any changes to the coaching um, staff? Uh, will Kevin Stefanski give up play calling? Do you see any sort of major changes with the Browns uh, in their coaching staff in 2022? No, I mean, I don't, unless it's going to be more like the assistant ranks and stuff, like Kevin Stefanski and I think his coordinators aren't going anywhere. And those would be the, 
you know, if that would be a major change, it would be in, on those levels. But like if you're, there's always going to probably be some type of turnover with a staff just at the, you know, assistant level rank. I, I'm not, there's, I don't have no, no thought that they would, they would do anything with, with Joe Woods, who's really had an excellent year with this defense and has really turned on, um, you know, especially when you talk about how, how the, the, the COVID has really struck this defense, injuries have struck this defense and how they continue to play at a high level. Um, I think Dallas Van Pelt is, you know, if you, you might think that Kevin Stefanski might like relinquish his play calling duties, but like he didn't do it after, you know, we saw what happened last week and how the, the offense looked last week, even though it's like, you know, with uh, Alex Van Pelt calling plays, it kind of did look lackluster last week. And um, there was a lot, you know, probably maybe too conservative in nature. And maybe that was a Kevin Stefanski saying, listen, let's keep it conservative because we had a third string quarterback out there. I'm not sure, but I don't think it's going to, we're going to see any major changes with the coaching staff. Uh, John, I thank you so much. We'll talk to you again later on this week. I appreciate your time uh, and have a, enjoy the rest of your holiday season. Hey, you too, G. Bush. It's always great coming on the show with you. All right, man. John Costco on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.